everybody, this is Patrick, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Adventures in Anthreal, Myths of Kendala. With me today is Nicole. Hey! And we also have Tyler. Yo! And there's Matt. Hey! And Felicity. Hi! How is everybody? Good. I felt better. No, I'm great. It's great. It's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for ha- thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It, 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 it's been a pleasure. It, it's been all great it's- to be on the pod. Great to be on the pod. Welcome to Coffee Talk. <laughs> so I had this great tea the other day, and it just spoke to me. What, what did it say, Tyler? What did it, it say? It said, "Good morning. Let's uh, let's roll some dice. Yeah. Consume me." <laughs> this is a very capitalist tea. <laughs> very capitalist tea. <laughs> They charge me a subscription service for each. The sit. teapot is just giving you eyes saying "obey." <laughs> obey. The call of tea. Cappa tea list. Oh, that'll be. Ooh, the chat coming through. You're the chat of one. Mysterious. Nate's just watching there in the background. I was trying to be. I was trying to be making a surprise. Nope. Nope. All he wants to do is watch. He just wants to watch. Be. <laughs> It's gonna be a long night. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Well, considering it's gonna be an oolong night, one of you's gonna tell us what happened last time on Adventures in Unthreal. Nicole, you're a one, Felicity a two, Tyler a three, Matt's a four, I got a four-sided dice. That's a four. That's a Matt. Oh, I jinxed myself. Yeah, you did. You were going there with the four. Throwing up the four. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, were in the mystical mayhem mobile of dancing and frivolity, trademark. <laughs> and we had started off with, um, let me make sure I got the names here. Journey throwing a dagger at the Aarakocra female, tried to knock in the uh, necklace, I believe, off her neck. Tabaxacocra. Tabaxacocra. And that started... Everyone kind of running for the doors, and the, um, uh, what's the guy's name, Brand? Brand? Ended up starting to change, he started putting on all the items. Yeah, he was seeing a little thing and collecting everyone's... Yeah, rhyming and acting strange, and like he wasn't in control of himself, which we figured out after hitting him a few times. With uh, power uh, radiating through the interior of this space. And a few of us started attacking the walls and the floor, which showed that it was causing some damage. And it ended up erupting us out of the doorway through a kind of a vacuum effect and spit us out into the exterior. And this spider like monstrosity type creature with a gnome kind of affixed to the top. Piloting it. Was yeah, something like that. I don't know if he was under control of it or it was in control of him, but that's kind of like where we left off pretty much. It could be a very fancy ornament. You heard him say, I need more power. Yeah, pretty much that. That that was yeah. <laughs> not in that voice, but I need I'm more power. Limited power. power. Yeah, basically. Yep, exactly that. It, it's exactly that vibe. And now that you are all out here, along with the other, the bandmates that are now passed out just on the ground, scattered around you, and a lot of the uh, interior items just scattered amongst the ground, 
this massive 20, 25 foot monstrosity with eight legs, two of them just lunging forward, wanting to try to stab you with its long wooden, what appears to be like spider-like arms. I would like you all to roll initiative. Run away, run away. Oof. Cue the panic. Oof. That 21. Dice in jail. All right, we got Felicity, Felicity with a 21. Toby has a 20. Toby with a 20. What about Nicole, or I should say Clara? <laughs> uh, she got a four. Okay, a four. Dragon Force comes in with a mighty six. With a six? Dice is showing up tonight. Yep. I should have warmed them up. Um, yeah, so as you were all spit out, you were all probably... You did make uh, good dexterity saving throws, so you did not get messed up. You also all passed your constitution saving throws, so you are not... You do not have that... Uh, um, um. Level of exhaustion! Yes, thank you. Exhausted. You were not exhausted with a level one of exhaustion. So... Felicity, you are about 20 feet away from this monstrosity. 20 to 25 feet tall. Eight legs sticking out, and you see this gnome-like person just strapped in, almost like a five-point harness and something glowing from its chest. Just kind of head cocked, almost looks like he's somewhat out of it, but you can just barely make out that he has pupils. He is alive! And so is this monstrosity. What would you like to do? Back at this, <laughs> I think she's going to... Gosh. Oh, also, quick reminder, because I believe it was you that rolled well. There was a bunch of uh, steins and bottles and whatnot that fell out amongst the grassy battlefield. And there was a red bottle not too far in, not too far from in front of you. Okay. It wasn't me that last time, but... No? Okay. Eh, somebody pointed it out. How's that? <laughs> I do remember you saying that. And they were red i will about how far away am i from the bottles about 10 feet and those bottles are between me and the monster yep the monster is about 20 to 25 feet away as well as that tall it is a little dark it's dim light you can still see everything around you you do have the light from the moons that are swirling above just giving you some sort of night light and also for ambience, you can hear the ocean that's only about 100, 150 feet away. The waves crashing in, whoosh, but you don't get sea spray. I think what I'd like to do is I would like to charge the creature and I would like to try to climb up its leg to try and get on its carapace. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just make an acrobatics for that. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, so rolling at disadvantage because I'm exhausted. Uh, I got a 16. None of you were exhausted. I thought we were exhausted from dancing all night. No, none of you all were exhausted. I did have exhaustion marked off on mine as well, actually. I have exhaustion one in my notes. I wasn't exhausted. I know I I think you had us roll more than once. Hmm. You know what? You were right. You were right. Yes, yes. Exhaustion one. Sorry. I have a lot of notes going on here. Sorry, folks. No problem. Yeah, it's fine. I'm keeping track of my character's exhaustion. So anyway, I got a 16. Plus two is 18 total to try and climb up to get on that carapace. Not too hard for you to accomplish. Um, there are six legs that are uh, planted on the ground. There are two of them that are up in the front. Which one are you going? Left side, right side? Let's go to the left. 
Okay, I'm going to assume that it's the first link that you come across. Yeah. Okay. Sort of trying to legolas my way up on top of this bad boy. Are you trying to just make it your way to the top with your movement? Well, what's your movement speed? Uh, 30 total. So I've used 20 of it to get to the the beast. Yeah, so you're, you're probably like sitting right on the first knuckle, which is about 10, 10 feet you know, high with your with your uh, acrobatics check. Okay. That's your movement. Is there anything you want to do? You are you are on this leg. I'm going to use my cunning action to... If I use my cunning action to dash, that would give me an additional 30 feet of movement, technically. Would I be able to use that in this case to get higher up onto the carapace? You would, or you can try to attack the leg. My, well, my action was using the, the skill, so I only have a bonus action. Okay. So the dash would be the... The action I would use for my bonus action for cutting action. So yeah, I want to try and get up on that carapace. That's my first biggest goal. Yeah, not a problem. You are absolutely right on top of this monstrosity. Um, As you are on top, uh, you do see what was the chandelier hanging down from below, just kind of swirling around on top of this beast as it's moving around. Okay. I suppose that would be as stable as anything to grab onto, right? Yeah, you're you're fine. With with your check, you're you're up there. You are you are safe. Up next is Toby, twenty feet away from this monstrosity. You just see Journey make way. Excellent, good job. And I begin to cast a spell and uh, once again cast Fairy Fire centered on this creature. It needs to make a um, Dexterity saving throw at DC thirteen. That will be a fail. Awesome. So everyone has advantage on attack rolls against it, and uh, the creature is glowing slightly blue, and it is concentration. No movement? I'm going to move diagonally off to the side a little bit with my full movement of 35 feet, so I'm kind of out of its direct eye line. Probably as I'm looking at the head, I'll be off to like the right side. Okay. Try to get up uh, within... 10 feet of the front leg. All right. And that is... uh, Do I have a bonus? No. That is my action and movement. Clara, watching all this happen on the battlefield in such a quick instance, it is your turn. You are next up in the round. Quick point of clarification. Did my spiritual weapon come out when we left? You had casted your spiritual weapon. I I would assume that it would have popped out in the midst of this battlefield as well. Probably right next to you. Perfect. Um, so I will move my spiritual weapon and attack with that. So, down down that close, there are legs on the ground. You can attack one of the legs, but can your spiritual weapon float? Yep. It can. Okay, so are you attacking a leg or are you attacking the, uh, the monstrosity itself? I'll attack a leg, and I imagine it's going to slither up because it's a snake, and it'll wrap around the leg and go try and bite into it. Um, and what's the movement speed of the spirit's weapon? 20 feet. 20 feet? Um, pick the yeah. front left or front right leg. Front left. Okay, front left. Uh, go ahead and make an attack. And it is an advantage, correct? Uh, actually, yeah, because... Uh, For melee, yeah, any melee, or uh, actually any, any attack, actually. Yeah, journey is on top, so... <laughs> It pretty much gives anyone advantage on any melee attack. I think it's... So a dirty 20? Dirty 20 will absolutely hit. Good. Roll some damage. Beautiful. We'll see how long Journey stays up there. 12 damage? 12 damage. That is great. Your snake starts to wrap around and just start to choke all of this... The, like the, What looks like wooden legs. It doesn't 
break or shatter or collapse, but it, you can see a lot of damage done to this one spot. And then in helping my spiritual weapon, Claire will go and mutter a few words, and again, all snapping her nails together, and in doing so, create a firebolt directed at the creature for... With advantage. 18. 18 will hit. Perfect. That's going to be 9 damage. 9 damage straight to the whole entire body on the outside. Solid hit. And that is it for your turn, yeah? Um, and then I'll just... Yeah, I'll just back up 10 or 20 feet if I can. Yeah. Not a problem. You're not within a striking distance of one of its uh, attacks. Elias, up next. You see the you see the battlefield scattered with the bandmates. They're sleeping. And your party is just attacking this monstrosity. The bandmates are how close to the monstrosity? They are about 30 to 40 feet away. So they're not in like immediate danger. Nope. I think what Elias would do is to run over the Tabaxa Kokra because she was injured earlier prior to the fight and f prior to collapsing. Um, how far away is she from me? I'd probably say about 25 feet behind you. Behind me? I'm just going to run over and then use my uh, action to uh, cast Healing Hands and just dump uh, four, feet of, uh, four feet of hit points. Four <laughs> hit points into her? They're very big hit points. It's like she is face <laughs> down in the dirt. When you, what does it look like when you when you just kind of bring her back to uh, her unconscious state? So I basically I will flip her over uh, gently and then just um, kind of raise my fist up into the sky and say, "By the power of dragons, stand up or get better." I really need to work on that. <laughs> I really need to work on that. We talked about this. Heal. And that's for how many? And then this kind of like kind of swirling white light you know, uh, exits from his hand sinks into her body uh, and it's kind of like these little um, like almost like little dragon heads or what he imagines dragon heads to look like kind of, you know, almost like stitching up her wounds Nice, excellent And that was for four, you said, right? Four whole hit okay. points Four whole hit points Yeah, she is up She looks at you like what's, what's going on? What's don't worry, we're here to save you. Did you have a rough encounter with a gnome? No. I mean, he seems to be riding, and I kind of just, like, lean over to the side and point at, like, all my, my friends, like, ah, fighting in the background. But... <laughs> no. And is that it for your turn? Well, stay here. I'm going to help out. Uh, and I'm going to sprint <laughs> uh, just using the rest of my movement, because I have 40 feet total, so I could probably get around, I guess, 15 feet more. And yeah, I'll just I'll say that. I'm not gonna use my, any of my key points right now. So that'll be my okay. turn. Um, up next is this massive, fucking giant carriage-like beast. It is going to forward with one person on front on on its back and one person that just did some damage with its weapon, its magical weapon that's still hanging on its leg, but it is gonna come try to strike Clara with two strikes from the two little scabby pincher legs that are right up front. Watch out for its scabby pincher legs! <laughs> Let's see, the first one is a three plus, not gonna hit you, I'm sure, because... No. Um, the second, though, does an 18 hit you, Clara? Yes, it does. Alright, that one is going to do... Ah, fuck. Okay, that's six damage to you. 
that wasn't as much as I wanted. So on a spider, those little legs in front, those are called scopulae. Okay. I probably won't remember that, but... I'll remember that forever. I probably I'm gonna name, wrong, I'm gonna name but... my child scopulae. I love shrimp scopulae. <laughs> <laughs> and along with this creature trying to strike at you, the first one comes down, just kind of hits the ground right behind you, and then the second one just comes and gets you right in your leg for that six damage. And in front of you, you do seem to see it begin to glow a little bit more, that little thing inside of its chest. And as it tries to attack you, I need you to make an intelligence check. Or intelligence saving throw, sorry. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, nine total? Uh, nine total? That is going to be a fail. So, you will take two psychic damage. And the next saving throw you have to make, you will subtract a 1d4 from your next saving throw. Ooh. Okay. Just for the next attack. Just for the next attack upon you. Saving throw. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yes, saving throw, not attack. I'm not used to having to work so many magical things in this. (laughs) I'm used to just, like, striking. (laughs) But up next is Clara. Wait, hold on. I I got something backwards here. We had Felicity, Toby, Elias. Okay. Back to the top of the round. That's what it is. Felicity, on top of the carriage. I'm sorry, Felicity's not playing. Journey is playing. Journey, on top of the carriage. Yeah, so Journey is probably seeing the glowing thing in in the gnome's chest, yeah? Uh, you are up top. You wouldn't be able to see it because it's down below. Okay, so sort of my goal is I want to work my way towards the front where I can like hang down off the front and like reach down and and try and grab at the thing in his chest okay and then my goal is i want to pull that thing out of his chest if i can okay probably from where you are at the top that's 10 feet forward and then it's probably about a 10 foot drop down okay i have an ability called second story work which means that i have a climbing speed equal to my movement speed okay so i just go where i need to go you should have told me that before when you were climbing up you know, that would have made sense. Would have. <laughs> At any rate, what do you need me to roll to try and remove this thing from this guy? That would be a strength check. Okay. Wish I wasn't so tired. Oh no, those are terrible rolls. I got a four and a two. So, for a total of two. Okay, as you touch that... No, as you reach down, like... You're, you're holding on to parts of this carriage, and you are face-to-face now with him. Or are you Spider-Manning it, and you're upside down? Oh, I'm definitely Spider-Manning it. Okay. 100%. How are you hanging on to get... I could definitely, like... I've got a tail. Okay, yeah, I could that's definitely right. s- Spider-Man it and, like, be face-to-face with him, like when Spider-Man was face-to-face with Mary Jane in the alley. Except instead of kissing him, I'm trying to rip the thing out of his chest. Okay. But with that failure, I would like you Isn't to make... romantic? A... Intelligence saving throw, please. MTV Movie Award Best Kiss Winner, Toby Maguire. No. I keep rolling so badly. A seven total. So that so that will fail. And you're going to take two psychic damage. And the next time you have to make a saving throw, you will also lose 1d6. Oh, uh, sorry. 1d4 on that roll. You do feel some negative power coming from this thing that you tried to touch. And as you are pretty close to it, you do see that it is actually embedded within this being. It is going to take a lot to try to pull it out. And yeah. (laughs) I was afraid of that. And I have a backup plan for next time if I'm still where I am. Hang in there, Felicity. I mean, Journey. 
Damn it, Paris Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> Did we meet someone new? Toby up next in the round. So describe how that how is the step. gnome actually is the gnome in like a little seated like captain's chair it, it, or is it, it, it like, looks like he is wrapped up by pieces of this carriage holding him in it, almost like a five point harness like kind of racing car. But he is just like held in, just like being hugged by like the wood, almost. Think about like roots growing out of a wooden structure holding him in. And then he's got a glowing thing inside of him, yeah, the gnome. Embedded does. in his chest. Okay. I will say, when you guys got to this carriage, nobody paid attention to the driver. Just saying. It was on the far side of the carriage. Everything else with the carriage seemed magical. We just figured it was magically propelled. Exactly. As I'm kind of 10 feet from the front, mm-hmm. looking under, can I just roll a investigation check with my artificer knowledge to see if I can find a weak point and what would what would be a point I could strike that would probably do the most damage or possibly disable this creature? Yeah, make it so. It's going to be 19. Yeah, with your knowledge of various uh, constructs and whatnot. You've, you've never seen anything like this, but from what it was when you were inside and it pretty much reversed itself and then turned into a, a whole entire other creature, there's a line straight down the middle of it in the bottom, which is about 15, uh, 10 to 15 feet up. Like a seam or a joint or something? Pretty much the belly of the beast. But you also do know that the you can tell that these legs are pretty weak. All right. Would that be my action? I don't play that game. Check. You can go ahead so, and attack and do what you want. Okay. I will yell out, Go for the legs! Go for the legs! Bring it down! Bring the beast down! As long as Journey gets out of the way, right? Hit it! And I run forward and take my hand axe to the front. It's front left leg. Okay, front left is already been injured, and you have a magical snick around it. Go ahead and roll that with advantage, because it's a melee attack. It's a cucumber, isn't it? It's a dirty 20. You see this leg just, like, shatter into various shards of wood as it looks like it almost kind of falls over as the rest of the structure just kind of tries to balance itself. One of the middle legs on the left side just seems to, like, skip forward a little bit to balance it out. That's right, beast. You have met your end from the chromium cobalt. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> It's a work in progress. No, change nothing. (laughs) I was thinking cast iron, but chromium sounds so much better. Oh, is this really the time for this, boys? (laughs) Oh, it's always the time for branding. And up next, Elias, you you hear this beautiful melody sung from where you just ran from, and you feel extremely inspired. I, I, I turn around, just my head as I run forward and just wink. Thank you. And I'll run forward. You see Triss just kind of reaching forward and just singing a melody to you with her hand wing thing, whatever it may be. <laughs> just kind of feel the inspiration of this and of uh, Toby's new found moniker. And also just the epicness of the moment. This is like, you know, there's a, there's a spiritual snake on a leg, kind of, you know, that, that one just got shattered, but it's gonna go to another leg, I just know it. And then Journey's hanging upside down, trying to, like, rip out a core with her teeth, and, uh, 
Oh, with your hands? I thought it was when you said the Spider-Man kiss. It was like, but I'm not kissing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's <laughs> ripping it out with her teeth. That's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, he's going to run forward uh, with all his movement to 40 feet. Could easily get to that middle left leg, I'm assuming. On the Yeah, but middle left leg is the one that just kind of scooted for, like, after you saw it stutter, just kind of move forward a little bit. And he's just going to yell, it's time to take a tip. Hmm. And then smacks it, uh, Dragon Fist, <laughs> and it's gonna take, uh, actually he's gonna take his quarterstaff, um, and use it two-hand, uh, so Dragon Strike instead. And he'll attack with my quarterstaff, I guess, two-hand. All right. I know a moment ago I was saying it wasn't the time, but perhaps maybe you could workshop that whole tip thing. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. It's not lie, just kind of says to himself, and it's with advantage, correct? Yes, it is. That's good, because, oh, God. I rolled a two and a four. A four you do plus. have inspiration. I know. This you is, that's roll. a. I mean, nine total. What's her? What's her? Uh, you could roll a d six if you would like. Oh, it's a d six. Okay, cool. I was like, if it's a d four, eh, I'm gonna save it. Yeah. But if it's a d six, let's go for it. And that's a four. So nine plus four is a thirteen. You're trying so hard. Fudge muffins to swing and punch at this. It, it, it just. You take you take your staff and you just swing and, and you have so much going on in your head with everything going on outside. It just doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. It just doesn't meet. Well, then I will spend a key point and summon my my chi and uh, just do this uh, flurry of blows. It's a couple unarmed strikes there. Make it happen. Try break a leg. It was so close to being a natural twenty, and then it was just like, you know, and just rolled back onto a nine plus uh, five, so it's a fourteen. Oh, wait, sorry, it's with advantage. Oh, yes. Uh, so that is a uh, 30 plus five. It's an 18. That's going to hit. Great. And then the second attack uh, is a 17. Or, uh, 17. So. Yep, that'll hit. Two. Great. Two punches hit. Roll damage on the first one. And it's going to be a D4. D4. It's a four. Great. So plus three is seven damage. Okay. And roll the next damage. And that's another. Yep, it's another four. So it's another seven damage. What does that bring you to? Because math. 14 total if. Seven plus seven still equals fourteen in this post-fax world. As you go make that first, the first strike that you miss with your staff, you just kind of put stack it behind you. You punch with your left fist, punch with your right fist, as just like wood splinters begin to shatter. And now this monstrosity is falling towards you, as it only has one more actual leg on the back left. I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. Absolutely. With As you try to roll damage. out of the way. Oh, it's a saving throw. You add your 15% uh, tip Aha. to that damage. <laughs> Dex saving throw is a 16 plus 5, which is yeah, going to be... You're fine. Yeah. You, you just kind of roll five feet out of the way as this thing, without another leg up front, it just seems to fall yep. right towards you. Elias will kind of, like, as it's falling, he'll jump up. Um, so he's like almost like parallel to the ground and like kick off of it with both feet and kind of do a, a backwards, you know, backflip uh, from that parallel position and then like kind of land in a three-point stance, you know, sliding in the sand. Is it sandy? Is there sand here? You're in grass. The sand is about 100 feet away from you. He'll slide in the grass, which is substantially yeah. more rougher on his feet, but he likes it. <laughs> uh, Elias, that is your turn. We are- Toby gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> That was nimble as hell. Thank you, my friend. Or should I say, chromium? Ding. I flipped the visor up. Give me a smile. I screwed up last time, so Clara is up next. All right. Um. Well, there's a snake that's going to attack a leg, so... That leg was destroyed, and your magical weapon is now on the ground. Mm-hmm. It can move how many feet? Right. 
20. 20 feet. Yeah, 20 feet that would right? be perfect to the next leg uh, on the left-hand side. This thing's almost like on a massive tilt. Does a 14 hit? A 14 just hits. Sweep the leg! <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and 11 damage as it, again, coils up. Okay, 11 damage as your snake spirals up the leg and just begins to choke it. Cucumber damage. And what about your turn? And then I will once more... If you're going to use that same spell, uh, how far away? Or what's the distance on that? 120. 120 feet. Alright. And I don't believe... Yeah, no, it's not gonna hit with a nine. No, no, a nine will not fit. N- so. Not fit. A nine will not hit. No. Pff, you go ahead and, no. and and fling your spell, and it just goes extremely wide. It just makes this little arc, and then kind of sets a little bush on fire off of the distance, providing a little bit more light. But is that a sign? <laughs> um, and then can I move towards some of the other bandmates that have, that are down? Uh, yeah, that would just probably be. Um, what's your moving speed? I can move 30 feet. Yeah, you can move 30 feet. Brand will probably be another five feet away from you, and the rest of them are scattered further in the back. Okay, so I'll just move to Brand first. Okay. And that'll be my turn. And that is your turn. And we are back on this massive carriage that has one leg left. Its movement speed has been hurt a lot. It is going to try to crawl. crawl. You see the three legs on the right-hand side of it just kind of digging through... the grass as one more is pushing it along. It's only moving 15 feet. And it's going to try to take one of its little pincers. It has 10 foot reach. It might just hit you, Clara, as it's going for you. It might just hit. We'll find out. On the next exciting episode of... That's a 19 and a 16 plus whatever I have to add. Yeah, yeah, those both hit. D6, come back! Come back! D6, come back! You can roll it all on me. <laughs> so with the left and the right front, what'd you call them? Scapulae? Scapulae. Scapulae. With the front left and front right scapulae, as this creature begins to turn, trying to aim right at you, both of them hit you once again. It is aiming for you because you are the only one that it can actually see because you move back out into the open. That is an eight and a nine. It's going to hit you once in the same leg that it hit you before, and then once in the shoulder on the same side of you. And Toby, you had moved back, right? No. Oh, you were underneath it. You're underneath it. I was was hit. No, I was by one of the legs. I took out one of the legs. So, yeah, you took... It's rotating. On its left. Yep. Yeah, you took it. Does it have, like, six legs total? Like, three on each side? Three on each side, and then the scapulae. In front. That's what I thought. Okay. Yep. The Vox Scopuli. I should have had Toby make a dexterity saving throw for when it fell, but that's already passed. I predator handshakes jump when I grab, you know, I pulled them away. That's pretty cool. Well, jeez. It can only see one person. So it's going to, it's going to continue to attack. That's impressive with a tiefling in its face. Oh, you're right in his face. You are in his face. Thank you. Because... I was... I forgot in the face. Um, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. At a minus D4. You know what? Clear die has been betraying me. Let's try the orange one. Oh, no. That's not good. Even worse with the minus D4. I got a zero. Holy crap. 
Okay, so it is going to unleash a torrent of conflicting desires in the mind of you, right in front of it, impairing your ability to make decisions. You're going to take 1d12 psychic damage, and you can make a saving throw at the end of its turn to get out of it. Let's see. And it'll be 10 damage. Psychic damage. How? How are you, how are you guys looking, by the way? Well, I'm almost dead. I think two of you are almost dead. <laughs> Clear screams in one hit point. You're at one? <laughs> Holy shit. I cannot take another hit like that. What sort of conflicting desires are going on in, in Journey's mind right now? So there's definitely the first voice is just this bloodthirsty, you need to kill him right now. Just take out your dagger, stab him, stab him right in the neck. And another one that's a little bit more gentler is saying, he deserves a chance to survive. You came back. You are going to make something of yourself that's nicer than whatever you were before so that you never have to go back. You need to let him live. And a third voice is like, just run away. That's all you have to do. Jump down, run away. They'll handle it. You'll be fine. Make a new life for yourself here in Kendola. It's fine. Excellent. And at the top of the round is Journey. So you are free to make any movements, but this is still going on in your head. She is going to take out her dagger and her hand is going to be shaking and she's going to look at that gnome right in the eyes. She's going to say, you don't have to do this. Just stop it. Stop it now. We can make all the pain stop, but you have to just stop this. There is no stopping now. You've ruined everything. All of you. She's going to plunge that dagger right into that. That no. You do have an advantage because this cart is pretty much surrounded by your party. So let's see. That is a 17. That will hit. For four piercing damage. And because I have advantage, I get a roll sneak attack damage as well, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's another four damage. So eight total damage. Okay. Directly to Nomi McNome Pants. You do stab him deeply. And it just, when you, when you pull the dagger out, it just seems to be like this black ichor on the blade with a couple drops of blood. And up next is Toby underneath the belly of the beast as it's kind of fell down a little bit as your compadres have taken out two of its legs trying to attack the third one in the far back. Would I think that if I took out another leg, would it fall prone like onto its stomach? Would would it would I think that that would happen based on my on, onto its knowledge? stomach or like just straight down? Like because we got two out of the three legs on the one side. If I took out one, it kind of just <laughs> fall down with just one side of legs, right? Hey, give me an intelligence. Chromatic cobalt could also sound pretty cool. 18. Yeah, you have a yes. feeling that if, if that last leg is going to be taken out, it's just going to kind of fall and the other legs are going to do what it can to support it to try to get it to move. Would Journey be crushed if that happened? No, Journey's still hanging on up top. I thought, wasn't the gnome below? No, no, the, the gnome's like in the very front, kind of like a spider head. Okay, all right, yeah. okay. I, I was thinking it was like underneath, like under the head. Okay, all right. I also would have seen Claire looking pretty rough, I imagine, just off to my left, mm -hmm. since she was attacking the same side. I'm going to run directly in front of her with my mighty 
gleaming armor fantastically shining and pristine as the magical aura keeps it from getting dirty or scuffed. And I look at her and nod and say, Stay behind me. We'll take it down together. And I turn around. I basically am blocking her, giving her like, you know, three-quarter cover or whatever. Yep. And toss my hand axe straight at the last leg on the one side. As you were doing so, as you're running towards where Claire is, one of the one of the scapula comes right into the dirt right behind you as it misses. Ha-ha! <laughs> as I say. <laughs> but yeah, I turn around, throw the hand axe at the last leg on the one side mm-hmm. with advantage. Journey being on top is like key right there. <laughs> Not quite uh, 20, but definitely going to be a hit. What is my uh, plus on that? It's going to be a 21. You see this splintered wood just shatter everywhere as this whole entire construct just falls over and now it's just like on a 45 degree angle imagine like a big square building just on its end and there's like three legs sticking out the opposite end just kind of trying to gain some traction you have awesome. caused this whole entire construct to become prone uh the hand axe appears immediately in my hand again mm-hmm. as a bonus action with my offhand I've been holding this charged piece of glass uh-huh. that I had charged with my magic, what's it called, magic stone spell. Yeah, I would like to fling that. Now, I don't get my proficiency on it because it's my offhand, mm-hmm. but I want to fling that at the um, the uh, gnome. Okay, roll an attack. Uh, another 21 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit. And that's going to be a 1d6 plus 3. You took advantage, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's going to be six points of uh, piercing damage. As this this piece of glass just goes right into, like, its chest. You chuck that piece of glass, you just see gets stuck right next to that thing that is being held out of its chest. Like, the, it's just centimeters away from that thing sticking out that has this magical glow. Elias, up next, about five feet away from you, as you were holding your pose, just after striking that second leg down, this construct falls right next to you, blocking your view from Toby, who is on the other side of this underneath. Wait, no, no, Toby moved out to the right-hand side of you, so he's in front of Clara. So Elias will run to the front, kind of staying within the engagement area, of this thing and then he's just gonna say why don't you pick on someone well closer to your size than oh, I really need to work on this punch <laughs> go ahead and attack uh, I'm gonna, how, cl- how close is like the gnome to me uh, from you y- you'd probably be able to climb up a little bit to get to him he's about 10 feet above the ground now instead of like the 15 ish he was before alright instead I'm just gonna sweep the uh the right, the front right leg. Okay, front right leg. Uh, roll and attack them. Very easy to get to with everything going on. Give him a body bag. That's a 16? 16 will hit. Yeah, that's great. That is a 1d8. That is a 2. Uh, plus 3 is 5 damage with the old quarter staff. Okay. And as he twirls it around, he just kind of spashes into the leg uh, and then kind of like uses the momentum of like wood, bouncing off of wood to like turn and then like Flurry of blows, pop, pop, little nod to one yeah, of my yeah, favorite yeah. monk characters there. And then 
punch uh, right into the uh, leg, and then followed by like a backhand into the leg. Uh, 16 plus 5, that'll hit. Yep. And then that is another 16 plus 5, that will also hit. And then I will roll my d4s. Roll that damage. Um, that is going to be, oh great, it's going to be a uh, 5 damage and then 4 damage. That is exactly what you need. Yes. This leg begins to crumble. Uh, you are there as it does begin to fall. It, it does begin to lean towards where you're standing, but it doesn't fully squish you. It's cool. kind of like... Yeah, and I'm going to turn myself and use the rest of my movement to like fully put myself in between Toby, Clara, etc. Okay. And he'll just stand there like looking really cool because he's at, just muttering to himself. Yeah, my, my speeches aren't really going that well at this point. We're just let's just let's just be cool. Just be cool, man. Uh-huh. Just be cool. Actions speak louder than words. And Clara, you are surrounded by your two friends that are just saying these awesome little inspirational things, but it, it, it doesn't give you inspiration. Action words speak louder than <laughs> regular words. <laughs> <laughs> and catchphrases speak loudest of all. Your snick only moves 20 feet, so it will not meet either one of the uh, other two legs. But it is up to you if you want to have it attack the body of this thing. Uh, yeah, um, I think it'll go and slither on up and bite. Oh, he's going to bite? Okay. Um, roll, roll an attack, of course, with advantage, because now everyone is surrounding. <laughs> it could, uh, you know, pull Toby again and just whack it on its head. 18? That'll hit. To hit? Yep. Six total damage? Six total damage, alright. And then I want to use the metamagic, not the word, metamagic option um, and twinning spell and cast cure wounds. I'm hoping I can reach both my. Oh, shoot. Um, no, not cure wounds. I'm going to cast prayer of healing on both. Isn't prayer or healing take a while to cast? Up to six cast? creatures. I don't need to twin. Never mind. It's fine. Um, I'm just going to cast it. It'll take ten minutes oh, to cast, I think. Oh! Yeah. I have screwed up, guys. Okay, wow. Uh, I'm just going to cure wounds myself. I am so sorry, Jeremy. D&D! <laughs> Alright. Prayer feeling oh, screws up every oh, single cleric. I swear. She'll get every better. Single well, I'll give you all prayers of healing later. <laughs> Eleven points back. Okay. Yeah. And that is Clara's turn. We are back onto this massive monstrosity of a carriage that is going to try to pull itself a little bit forward and try to make one attack with the scapulate that is on the bottom, which will roll with a disadvantage. It is going to go for Toby. Actually, you know what? I did place myself in front of both of them. Yeah, so it's going to try to attack you with disadvantage. Cause We're a single file line of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a disadvantage, that you don't have a 10 for a AC, do you? No. Okay, so that well, that first one misses, and the second one from above is going to be regular. Uh, 17 plus. That'll hit you, right? That'll hit. Okay. Of course I roll a fucking one. Four damage. Coming at Elias. Elias just, like, takes it on the chin and just kind of grins and looks back with his you know, eyes flashing. Through his mask. <laughs> You're an Iraq nobody. Supposed to kill it. That was quite it. good. That was really well done, Toby. <laughs> As you turn around, I see the big gash inside of your face, like, ooh. <laughs> this won't scar, right? Right? No. A little salve. 
I'm sure they got some aloe plants out here in the desert we could rub on it. <laughs> can I make an aloe check? <laughs> no. There's no aloe, aloe check. check. <laughs> Journey, with this gnome, right, and this, this, ah, uh, this ugly, dirty, nasty, it looks like it's part of this construct gnome, it sees what's going on down there, and it, it, it diverts its eyes from you and looks down straight at Elias. And Elias, I need you to make a, here we go, wisdom saving throw, please. Nat 20. Well, nothing happens. Because <laughs> I'm too busy. Like, Elias doesn't, he's just, like, too busy talking about, like, you know, whether or not he's got a scar on his face now with a result, or it just, he's got to be really worried about that, that he doesn't even acknowledge what's going on. He's just, like, kind of stoically standing there, like, oh my gosh, I knew I might get scarred one day from this job, but... Oh man, I was really pretty once. Oh gosh, will this leave a scar? I don't know. I can make it a helmet. Yeah, look at the half helmet. I was like, yeah, maybe we should just go for the full thing, you know? Journey, you see the gnome stare away from you and pay attention to your friends down below. You are here. This is the end of its turn. Do I get to make the save to... Yes, you you have to make the save again. And this is a wisdom save? Wisdom save? You've got this journey. Don't stop oh, believing. Oh, nat 20. Nat 20. You are completely fucking safe. Don't stop believe it. <laughs> After you make that save, you just you, you break the mental tension between you and this creature as it just paid attention to your, your friends. It is your turn. I think what Journey is going to do, infuriated, uh, not just at herself for giving in to her baser urges, but also seeing that her friends are in danger from this thing's gaze, which caused her so much trouble. I'd like to make an attack roll to try and blind him with my dagger. Okay. You just going straight for the eyes? Yep. Just make it happen. Uh, am I rolling at advantage because he's still surrounded? Well, everyone is actually in front of him. Well, fairy fire also. Oh, yeah, fairy, fairy fire. fire. Oh, yeah. Yes, fairy fire. Yep, forgot about that one. Thank you. I'll take a 16. Uh, so that's a dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. Oh, yeah. Just Maximum damage girl. of 6 damage plus my sneak attack die. Stabbing in a low is maximum damage, so <laughs> 12 damage total to try and blind this guy. Journey, as you stab him straight in his eyes, you pull back and the, the gem that is in his chest begins to... It just begins to glow. You, along That's with the head. rest of the party, need to make dexterity saving throws as this whole entire construct begins to glow with the same type of magic it did from the inside when you saw the veins pulse as things begin to change and you see the magic begin to crackle through it and it's beginning to expand and explode with this white aura of psychic damage. What'd you get? It's a nat 20. Okay, nat 20. You are, yeah. you are safe as you jump off and you roll to the ground and you kind of scatter away a little bit. What is everyone else have? I got a 24. You are safe. What about you, Matt? 17. 17? Let me double check. Let me double check. Clara, is this your first saving throw? The minus four? You are safe. Well, safe isn't you're taking half, but everyone's going to be taking half. What about you, Nicole? I don't think I need to add the minus d4 as I got a 3. Okay. Oh. But I can roll it still if you want to see how bad. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, no. Good thing you cured wounds yourself, though. Oh, gosh. Okay, so everybody that failed, 
That's 17 damage as this whole entire construct explodes. And everybody who passed, you were taking mm. half damage. So eight. Yeah, eight damage. It, it, it's, a, it's a 30-foot blast from everything that was within this carriage. From everything you begin to emit from this gnome all through the whole entire carriage. And as you are all pushed away, you just see and hear this echo of items surrounding you, along with this high-pitched sound in your ears. For those of you that are still up, is anyone down? Yeah. Journey is down. Claire is down. Toby's still up. Uh, Elias is up. For Elias and Toby, you have this ringing in your ears, and as you go ahead to try to stare through the whole entire battlefield, make perception checks. Disadvantage. Fuck. One was a nat 20, the other one is a two. And I had a seven. I, so mine's a four total, I guess. You have this high-pitched ringing and all of this dirt and dust just scattering through the air. Your minds are just like in this massive <laughs> fog. And for you, Elias, once again, you hear this song coming from afar. This This beautiful voice begin to just flow through the destruction as you see Triss just walk past you what appears to be in slow motion but she's actually running to your friends and you just see her place her hand upon Journey and just bring her back and then she runs over to Clara and she's trying to pick her up to hug her and and not even knowing who these people are she just somehow brings her back from unconsciousness Everything just seems to be in slow motion for both of you. And moments later, the dust just begins to settle. And the crashing of the waves, not more than 150 feet away, the particles of this construct just falling and hitting each other and the ground and just, oh shit, almost right next to you. Ah, where's his brain character? Probably about 50 feet behind you, just laying there in the dirt. Here's that everyone that has been ejected is pretty much passed out except for Triss. Are you alright? Claire? Journey? Journey, are you, are, you, are you okay? Are you guys okay? Let me help you up. Journey is... She will not accept Tony's help up. Uh, she pushes him away and gets up on her own and sort of stands off to brood off to the side something that Toby could have noticed uh, when he did was that she felt like there was a heat coming off of her as though she has just come from an incredibly hot place. Girl, you're on fire. You have no idea. You're good, though. I should have run away. Where's Clara? You did good. She's over there. As you look over, you see this small little Tabaxacocra holding Clara, just... You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Just, just, just bit, stick with us. I don't know what the hell happened here. Where the hell are we? We're spaghetti. Yeah. Was spaghetti on the <laughs> thing when it blew up? <laughs> spaghetti spaghetti had gotten flown back with the rest of no, us. No, remember spaghetti was unconscious. On my neck, but I don't know if you're They were like sleeping on your arm or neck or something. Oh, that's right. He was sleeping. I thought yeah. he got, I, I, for some reason I'm thinking he gets spit out. Yeah, spaghetti's still with you. Okay. So she'll breathing regularly um, as she wakes up um, and the first thing she would do is touch spaghetti past 
spare the dime just in case. Uh, he, he's, he's okay, dear. So, Everything is fine. Don't don't worry about him. Are, are you okay? Where where are we? Who, who are you? Who who are they? They. We have no idea, but we are the adventurers known. And he kind of like starts looking at Tony and Clara and Journey frantically. We are the uh, Chromium Dragon Snake Journey Force. I I don't know what the, any of that means, Elias. But you know what what, what are we doing here? Maybe an acronym would be good. Yeah, Toby, you seem much better at this sort of stuff than I'm gonna drop my like and like for the first time, like Elias kind of just really just fully drops his voice. It's just like yeah, I'll let you workshop that, man. Uh, Trace, it's great to see you. Um. It's been a long time. I, I I don't know how long it's what? been. Do you know her? Yeah, she's from she's from Greenspire, the town I will hopefully one day protect. You know? Yeah. You know what? Actually, do I th- I think everyone thinks you're dead. In fact, I thought you died in an accident. What, why would they think I'm dead? Uh, I don't I last time I was home, I was just I was for she kind of pulls out her wings. It was for my initial flight. I... Yeah, we all thought you fell out of the sky. I jumped from the peak and... Mm-hmm. After I went down through the clouds, everything... Everything was great, and then... I was going. I was flying for... It felt like hours! But I don't know why... <sighs> well, hey, you know what? I know some people that are gonna be very excited to see you. And Elias will take out a sending stone. And he'll he'll make a quick call to his brother who's still in in Greenspire and tell him to, hey hey bro um, can you uh, I found Triss, you should maybe go get her family, especially her brother. I think uh, I think he's really gonna want to see her. Did you count those words? <laughs> yeah, that's about twenty two. I got Triss here. Hey bro, I got Triss here. She's alive. Send her brother. Or family. Now you're counting Love syllables, you. not words. <laughs> we will we will count it as good. Um, so your brother. Why don't you tell us who your brother is? Um, so Elias's brother. Um, he was a very famous uh woodcarver in a uh, furniture maker in in Greenspire, and he had his. Uh, there was a they in Greenspire exports a lot of very finely made furniture to other parts of the continent. Um, and a rival uh, family from a more metropolis sort of esque town hated that all the nobility started buying his furniture, and so they uh, sent some goons to kind of intimidate him to like stop or like make fewer things or to you know uh, ch- charge a lot more. And one of them went overboard and basically maimed his hands quite badly, and so um, he could no longer carve wood. And after his you know, and Elias has told some of you guys this before about how his mother died in an accident in the mountains. So that after all these losses uh, affecting his family and recognizing that the potential outside world could be a lot more of a threat than just the peaceful town of Greenspire, that he decided to kind of take on this sort of responsibility of becoming this stronger protector sort of figure. And so, yeah, but his brother is still there in Greenspire. He does a little bit of wood carving, but he can't make the... the ornate furniture that he he used to unfortunately but he still he still gets by and he's actually a lot more content with how everything played out than i think elias was very interesting maybe if i meet him one day i can maybe work on some sort of prosthesis for his hands 
that that would be um so great. I mean, he could like he was the one who made this quarterstaff for me when I was just a young young kid, and it's held up so well. I mean, I beat the crap out of a wagon with it, you know. I mean, like some really finely made stuff. Cherney's going to look at what did you say the Tabaxacoker's name was again? Triss. 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 He's gonna look. She's gonna look at Triss, and she's gonna sort of sheepishly say. I don't know what you remember, but sorry for throwing a dagger at you. I don't remember anything. Well, then forget anything I just said. She reaches up. Is that what this is? Oh. I healed that up a little bit. I, I don't remember anything from from when I crashed. You were being compelled to play music forever. Oh. And there was a necklace on your neck. So I threw my dagger because I was being compelled to dance and cut the necklace off, but I'm afraid I may have given you a bit of a nick. Is that what And to be fair, they're all about? You played great. Like, for a while, we had a blast. And you know, like, Toby's got some moves. You know? We really cut a rug. Mm. What about the rest of them? I can't bring them back. Clara, can you... Are they are they alive? Are the people on the ground alive? They're... It looks like they're sleeping. So during this time, um... While everyone was chatting and discussing their stuff, I, if approximately 10 minutes has gone by, I would have cast Prayer of Healing on everyone um, in the group, including Spaghetti. And so that would have been a thing. How many hit points? And then 14. Sorry, I should have discussed that. Oh, my brother's name is Farron, by the way. <laughs> I totally did mention his name. Farron Carver. Oh, See what I can do. Um, she'll get up and probably head to the bandmates first, um, checking to see. Like they're obviously sleeping, but is it like an eternal sleep until someone actually? Heals it it, it, it seems like they are just legit knocked out. Like they are. They've been up for an undetermined amount of time, but they are just in a deep, deep sleep. Okay. Alright, she'll just then go around to each of the people just to triple check, kind of softly hissing almost as she mutters and um, just touches their foreheads, cast and spare the dying for each of them just to make sure they're stable. Let's say the first one you go up to is Brand. And as you touch one, he just kind of rolls over. What's, What's going on? Where am I? This is... Who Who? Who are you? Who, who are they? This is not... This is not home. What's we, going on? We are... You know what? We're, we're just some helpful people, man. My throat hurts. Feels like... Uh, I... Some... Who are you? You can see him just kind of stand up. Why am I wearing a chain on my pants? That's weird. Why am I wearing pants? Who... Who are you? Where am I? Anybody that's around him as he's standing up, especially Nicole, you can go ahead and roll an insight. Why is Gamora? (laughs) (laughs) And you. I am not anywhere near that guy, because I would probably kill him. Insight check, you said? Yeah, insight. Nicole, did you roll? I didn't hear anything. Yeah, um, I was just rolling, sorry, 17. Okay, 17. And Elias with the shaky head, no. Um, You... You see, you can tell extreme, massive confusion from 
a creature that you've never seen in your life. You know, three legs like a goat, top half of a body almost human-like with horns coming out. Lost, confused. He does not know where the hell he is. I, I don't know where I am. This is very... <sighs> weird. And how is it... How is it nighttime? It was... Let me go help the others. It was daytime last time. She'll continue on. As you walk away, he's like, this is... It, it was daytime moments ago. I don't really get this. What's going on? Elias will kind of kneel down next to him and say, Friend, you've... Ah. Had a bit of an accident. What happened? You were, um... Magically... Enslaved to become a DJ of sorts, or master of ceremonies, rather, to a magical extra-dimensional party wagon. Well, that's very interesting, but where am I? If we are still where we left, uh, we got into the wagon only recently, then we would be on the continent of Kandala. Where is Kandala? Oh, no. It's on the, uh, the world of Enthrial? The prime material plane? He still just looks confused. This is land. (laughs) (laughs) And with this going on, Triss is looking around, looking around. She's kind of scattering through some of the uh, the items on the ground. And you see her find... uh, Oh, yeah. Toby's already looking through everything. Uh, Triss does... Oh, go ahead, bro. Investigate. Along with uh, Tristan. I need a better look at this, and you hear this. <laughs> the whole thing just opens up, and you see this little three foot five got cobalt step out, kind of orange skin, green eyes. Uh, uh, man, sweaty in there. <laughs> this is the first time anyone's ever seen this. How you doing? Elias immediately stops talking to Bran, and just goes. <laughs> Hey guys, Toby. Toby, you're even Toby. more glorious now than you are in your magical armor. Don't mind my boxers. I know they got duckies on them, but I gotta wear something in there. Get a little swamp crotch. We've all had to deal with the swamp crotch. It's a thousand yard stare. <laughs> as, as you pull yourself out of this suit and you begin to start searching through everything, you do see Tris just like digging through some of the scraps, some of these random items. Um, all of you, I assume, are just kind of digging through everything, and you do see Triss find, uh, what appears to be, like, this little backpack, but it looks like it's, like, a fanny pack of some sort, just, like, I I found it. Clips it back on, kind of, like, unbuttons, like, four or five buttons, and Elias, you, you see her pull out a very similar item as to what you had, and she just kind of walks away from the whole entire group, and... You see her kind of hold it up to her face and begin to speak into it. I, the, mm, you know, I, they kind of like look at Journey and just say, do you think it'd be shocking for... I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm using that voice right now, but um, do you think it'd be shocking for someone who... They all think you're dead to then just call them out of the blue on an old stone? Interesting you should ask that. I never actually called anyone from my previous life, so I have no idea. Did you did I know? You know I'd be freaked out that if you my died? old friend called me. Do I know that I died? Do we know that you died as a party? Have we Oh. Found- no, Journey doesn't talk about it. Do you mean like when uh, do you mean like before when you were like less less cool, I guess, or like when you were just like not on a journey but at like a you know, like in one place? Like previous life? I mean before I was sent to the bad place and bounced back due to a 
stroke of luck and a bit of genius. I've been to the capital, too. And I too. came back with these horns. Wow, I didn't... You don't... Oh, you're not talking about the capital, are you? She is going to motion, like, uh, cutting her throat, and that's really when Elias can see that she has a scar that goes all the way around her neck from where she was previously beheaded. Oh. Well, you look... great. Um, that's... And he'll kind of, like, look off for a second. And look really, like, almost sad. And he'll look, look her back up in the eyes, and he's got this poise that he kind of didn't have just a moment ago, and he says, Journey, I will never let you go back to that place. Down on it. And Journey will put her hand on Elias's shoulder, and despite not having pupils, there's just this look of deep sadness and regret and Elias can feel the heat radiating off of her hand like she's made of metal that's been sitting out in the sun all day and she's gonna say there's someone looking for me I saw him tonight and he almost took me back don't make promises you can't and Elias was kind of grin for a second and then you kind of feel like a heat like like kind of coming out of his he like smiles and you almost see these tendrils of flame kind of like come out of his own mouth as if he's in a kind of snorting smoke and he's like well they'll have to get through a dragon and he'll kind of pose for a second and while this pose is happening as Clara has gone around the whole entire group what does Clara do? So she's been obviously trying to keep everyone alive um, and calming the panic if she does. Because I'm assuming they're not just waking peacefully and some reactions to the others. She'll also look around after hearing where am I more than once and try and figure out where they actually are. Um, since she knows they were on that vessel for a little bit at least. Not sure which direction they traveled or where they traveled to, considering that there's a few that come from different areas and not necessarily even prime material plane. Along with these thoughts and with you walking around and everybody scouring through everything, Clara, you do come across a simple compass. Basic. And as you try to find out where you are, you begin to walk along the beach and there's sand below you. Spaghetti's just kind of a little bit happier now that they can slither through some cold sand and a little bit of water. You do realize that uh, the southernmost peak of this, you there's nowhere else to go. Everything else around you for what you could possibly see is all west, east, and north. Not that hard to determine that you weren't the very most southern peak of Kendala. Very far away from where you were all expected to go, which was on the west coast. A little vacation away from wherever you needed to get away from. You kind of come to a determination of, oh fuck, we're stranded. <laughs> Toby's got just a pile of handful of parts and gears and destroyed eyeballs from this spider. And he's just walking around trying to fill his arms with parts and he just looks over at uh, Dragon Force. 
and gives you this big, toothy, cobalt smile and goes, I can rebuild it. <laughs> yes. I think we're going to leave it right there. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so, terrifying. if and when this group ever gets back together, you will all be level five and you will all have found a random common item within all of the stuff in this whole entire area. You can all go around. Uh, let's start off with number one. Nicole, what did you find in this mess? Queen of Delving. That was my item. And what about you, Felicity? I think that Journey will have found the cloak of many fashions. I can see that being very fun. And what about you, Tyler? Elias would definitely have found the cloak of billowing. Yes. Interesting. And Matt, what did you find? I found a uh, pole of collapsing, which is a 10-foot pole that can collapse down to one foot and back again with just a single command word. What's the command word? Schnitzel. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I would love to thank all of you for joining me on this little adventure in on three all this was so fun you can find me at professor pfm on the twitters where can they find you nicole still nowhere right no i'm still completely hidden that's fine yell into the void it is okay to be hidden in this world you can find her here yeah right here right here just (laughs) depending on if people say good things or bad things i'll let you know oh god (laughs) (laughs) felicity where can everybody find you I can be found on Twitter at RadMissFliss, R-A-D-M-I-S-S-F-L-I-S-S. And what about you, Matt? Uh, also on Twitter, at Longfellow underscore Matt. And what about you, Tyler? Find me in all the social medias, uh, for the most part, at T-S-C-O-C-R-O, at T-S-C-O-W-C-R-O. Thank you all for joining us on our final episode of this short shot for Adventures in Anthreal Myths of Kendala. If you want more of this in your life, please follow us on Twitter at Misfits underscore guide or cast oh many things where you can get notifications of all our other upcoming podcasting adventures that we have in the works, including soon to come Princess World and Call of Cthulhu. So stay tuned, folks. All of our episodes of Misfits Guide to Adventuring, Adventures in Anthreal, and all of these can be found by searching Cast of Many Things on iTunes, Podbean, or any podcasting app of your choice. If you enjoy our content, please, I would really love to see some nice five-star ratings and reviews. Give us a little love, folks. We could use it, and it feels good. If you, uh... Want to contact us? You can reach out to us, castofmanythings at gmail.com or even our Facebook page. But the point is, we want to hear from you folks. We love you, our amazing fans, and can't wait to see you next time. Linton. Yes? As you were on the airship that has just landed, as you had reboarded, you have this tingle in your head. Linton, where are you? How long has it been? I don't know where I am. 
but I'm surrounded by what, what I think are good people. I, I may need help. And you have 25 words or less to respond to an extremely familiar voice that you have not heard in how long? Probably like five years. You are struck with this... Uh, roll a... Uh, 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 anxiety check? <laughs> roll a wisdom saving throw against... Yeah, there uh, you go, there you go. Yeah. Roll a wisdom go. saving throw. It's a 17 plus, probably doesn't matter. Uh, you do feel a little bit nauseous, but you do recognize this voice as your sister, Triss. Triss, where are you? What happened? What... What is going on? We thought you were gone. I haven't seen you in... too long. Come back. And then everything fades to almost that uncomfortable feeling again when you were in Resin's dream for a brief moment. <laughs>